gentlemen, welcome to Top Shouts by Crossbow Labs. Thank you so much for the brilliant response on our last podcast episode. This week, in fact, we have a very special guest joining us, Mr. Praveen Vakhil. He is currently principal at Intram Micro for cybersecurity and privacy services. He carries more than 12 years of experience in this domain. In fact, his areas of expertise and interest are GDPR, PCI, DSS, ISO family of standards for which he has engaged with organizations across Europe, Middle East, Africa and Asia. He also happens to be a sought after IAPP authorized trainer and one training provider of the year award in 2019 along with seven amazing publications to his name. And today I'm going to take this moment to have an intriguing discussion with him on cyber security priority for India, India's financial sector in the aftermath of COVID-19. Hi Praveen, welcome to Top Shouts. Thank you so much for that very nice introduction and it's a great pleasure and an honor to be invited to speak on this platform. Thank you so much to the entire team at Crossbow Labs and everybody who is listening. Thanks Praveen, pleasure is all ours. The financial sector has seen pandemic as an event which accelerated a lot of trends. Beat in technologies coming in, a rapid digitization, a whole new concern around security and privacy. And as a result of which new policies, standards, advisories started sprouting up. So I wanted to start by knowing what were some serious technical and operational challenges witnessed by India's financial sector as the pandemic set in. Sure. Like we're all very familiar with right now uh within a short matter of a few months the pandemic has forced a lot of organizations to completely accelerate their transition towards digital transformation and for reasons which we are all familiar with the fact that face to face interaction between people had to be excessively limited and the banking sector has been no exception to this particular trend banks have been forced to reduce opportunities for face to face interaction particularly within the area of branch banking and they had to emphasize more on channel based banks like for example online banking telephone banking as well as uh, atms of course although there is a risk of physical interaction within the atms as well so from the operational standpoint yes some banks have been very well established towards meeting the demands the needs of their customers through the channel based banking mechanisms but a lot of banks were still excessively reliant on face to face as well as branch based banking so banks have been forced to revisit their priorities within uh, the aftermath of the pandemic how they can continue to deliver customer satisfaction as well as delivery excellence itself despite not having a face to face interaction so this is a main area where we have uh, seen banks have been forced to revisit revisit their strategies they had to stress more about digital transformation rather than relying upon the established banking which is face to face manner to a branch owing to all the technical and operational changes we just now discussed such as limited face to face interaction branch based banking facing a limitation and digital transformation setting in how cyber security parameters have changed or are going to change now okay this is an excellent question because what we have to realize here is with the aftermath of covid 19 the opportunities for cyber criminals have only increased significantly particularly within the areas of phishing within the areas of atm card skimming as well as insider threats these are the three top attack vectors that banks have been having to deal with traditionally speaking and with the aftermath of covid-19 the opportunities for criminals like i said have only have only magnified tremendously particularly with phishing because more and more customers more and more customers of banks are performing transactions online 
many of them for the first time. So they are expecting some sort of email or the other from their merchants, from the retailers, wherever it is that they are spending or making card not present transactions. It is very likely that they will click on phishing links because of an increased digital presence of these customers. They are expecting phishing emails from merchants or maybe even from the banks. And cyber criminals have significantly upped the ante. In fact, we've seen a huge spurt in the number of phishing attacks that the country has been witnessing just within the last few months since the pandemic rolled out. The second domain that I mentioned is in the area of card skimming, ATM card skimming. This again is an age-old attack, but in the aftermath of the pandemic, people have been rushing towards the ATMs just to withdraw cash and ensure that they are financially secure for the next few weeks, next few months, especially every time there's a lockdown being announced. Now, card skimming attacks, how do they work? They work by ensuring that there is a fake pin pad which is fitted on an ATM machine. When people type into the pin pad, the pin is actually retrieved. Maybe it is transmitted immediately in real time to the attackers themselves. Now, when you're waiting in a long queue, think from the perspective of an end customer, you're waiting in a long queue and they are in a rush just to get the money that they're looking for from the ATM machine. At this point of time, they are not going to be looking at uh, security as a priority. Rather, they just want to ensure that they collect the money that they are at the ATM for. When you are a cyber criminal, a hypothetical cyber criminal would want to tap into this opportunity massively, see where they can actually target specific ATM machines, fit pin pads, and not only from the perspective of ATM machines, even from the perspective of POS terminals, point of sale terminals. People are not very, very security conscious that given the current scenario. So this increases the opportunities for cyber criminals to carry out their attacks. The third dimension is in that of insider threats or insider attacks. A lot of bank employees have not been able to come physically to the bank and work, rather they are working from home. Knowingly or unknowingly, insider threats have started playing out. Employees are connecting from home devices using personal Wi-Fi, for example. So a lot of threat scenarios exist when the bank has limited visibility over their own technology infrastructure. So they need to invest further in cybersecurity solutions like, for example, zero trust environments or endpoint device monitoring, EDR solutions and so on. So these are the three top domains which we've seen have had a tremendous impact on banks' cybersecurity postures since the aftermath of COVID. That is very well addressed how there has been a startling rise in the number of cyber attacks and the type of cyber attacks coming up both at employers as well as consumers end. In fact, certain in India a few days back released an advisory whereby they were alerting on a new wave of phishing attacks that might set in. So how should the financial sector be prepared to tackle these attacks such as card skimming, phishing and frauds, insider threats? Absolutely. So. Let's take them one after the other. When it comes to phishing, it is very important that organizations recognize the importance of employee awareness because when you think about phishing, 99% of the time the fault is that of the employee themselves. They have gone and clicked phishing links, they have opened the attachments in the phishing mails, knowingly or unknowingly. In the case of the Union Bank of India phishing scam, which just happened a few years back, Close to rupees 1,100 crores was literally almost siphoned out of the bank's coffers simply because one of the employees clicked on a phishing mail. So one or two clicks, but the consequences can be significant to the tune of thousands of crores like we've seen in this particular case. How can the bank ensure that employees are well trained, well equipped with the right tools 
we need to take a holistic approach just deploying anti phishing solutions anti phishing tools is one side of it. it it addresses the technology side of it like for example you have tools from cofens from no before and so on but on top of that you need to have solid training for your employees as well most bank employees the average bank employee would know what a phishing mail is but are they really good at spotting out a phishing mail are they really good at knowing the do's and don'ts when such an e- email lands in their inbox what how do they know what are genuine links and so on this can be strongly reinforced only when employees are subject to cyber security awareness trainings and trainings is not just a traditional classroom based sessions you need to think about something which really reinforces a message in the minds of your employees something like gamified security awareness or just in time security awareness you simulate a real situation on your employees laptops and just when they are clicking on a link you send them a tool to which tells them you know what this was a simulation you shouldn't have clicked on this there are organizations who do this as well apart from that of course the traditional instructor led cyber security awareness trainings many people still rely on this because they want that human connection between the trainer and the trainee there is no way we can say goodbye to this methodology of training as well we need to emphasize this strongly so the second one that we spoke about which is card skimming best way in which we can overcome this particular threat is to rely upon the third party service providers individuals or organizations who are responsible for maintaining the atm devices in the aftermath of covid we've also seen that there is an increased sanitization drive where atms are being sanitized being uh, cleansed on a regular basis so just as part of the sanitization checklist if they can add one or two bullet points check for any suspicious devices unrecognized pin pads for example which are fitted to the atms this can significantly reduce the risk of card skimming attacks increasing as well this is one of the suggestions that i could make i agree with that uh, praveen a lot of efforts has to go into training employees and onus of that comes on to each and every entity of payment card industry but let's move our perspective to the consumer end now i feel cyber security needs in india they span across a wide strata a large chunk of our indian population which is in rural areas and town they rely on microfinancing companies how technology can be leveraged to help these understaffed entities in running operations and how cyber security has to be aligned here excellent question nirvita thank you so much for this um when you speak about understaffed entities whether it's in the banking sector or in fact any sector for that matter one of the things which we strongly reinforce and we repeat again is the need for increased adoption of digital transformative technologies this means increased automation when you said the phrase understaffed you actually put the nail on the problem that we have we have reduced human capital human labor so we need to look at how we can automate processes reduce operational efficiencies and cut cost these three principles have to be applied no matter which sector we are speaking about now specifically for the banking sector we can look at how we can automate simple processes like opening a bank account withdrawing cash fund transfers etc and a lot of this is already being done through the online banking channels how can you ensure that these can be done with maximum customer satisfaction excellent service delivery focusing on these while still having low capital expenditure which means not investing in your own data center like you must have probably guessed i'm saying we need to look at even from the banking sector's perspective we need to look at transitioning towards 
cloud cloud based platforms cloud based solutions whether it's infra platform or software as a service a whole suite of solutions are readily available today banks can tap into these these are tried and tested platforms from different from a huge plethora of vendors for that matter so they can pick and choose which is the right solution that works for them for their specific business needs cut cost your capex may be comparable to what it is when you're having your own data centers but your opex and within a period of 5 years will be excessively low so we can bring in a lot of cost cutting a lot of operational efficiencies as well as maximize customer satisfaction maximize customer value so my suggestion here is that organizations including microfinance banks small medium sized banks they have to look at these transformative technologies like cloud for instance another suggestion that i would make is looking at the internet of things as well although within limited scope the question you mentioned was more in terms of remote areas where i would i would imagine internet connectivity is definitely a challenge nevertheless with the advent of new trends in wireless technologies 5g being one of them of course we can look at the adoption of internet of things and use it as a platform to maximize customers value i'll give you a simple use case think about a scenario when a person a potential customer is walking on the street and he sees a bike a royal enfield so this is his aspirational bike and he takes a photo of it and he uploads it onto facebook right and he says dream bike or some sort of caption like this now what if the bank is able to tap into this into his social media feed privacy is another question i agree but we'll pass that for now what if the bank is able to tap into this and create a profile of what their customers want the next time through iot if they're able to detect that this customer is walking near a royal enfield showroom they can send him an sms right then and say mr customer if you go into that showroom and you book something now within the next 4 hours or 24 hours or what not we can give you a pre approved loan plus reduced credit reduced interest rates and all the offers that we can bundle together this is the power that iot brings about towards banking sector because they can recognize through facial detection mechanisms that the the customer is actually in the premises of the royal enfield showroom match it with this person's profile they can make real time marketing campaigns targeted towards their specific customers this is another scenario so to summarize my answer first one is looking at traditional yet disruptive or transformative technologies like cloud and looking at the new and emerging areas of digital transformation especially iot that was a wonderful perspective to the entire situation you are talking about iot here which provides a whole new level of comfort to the banking customers you are talking about cloud adoption but let's not forget about a large portion of underbanked and unbanked population uh, which has been recently introduced to our financial ecosystem before demonetization so how do you think financial sector should align itself you know to these upcoming changes where at one side we are talking about introducing disruptive technologies like cloud adoption iot and on the other side we have this large portion of underbanked and unbanked population so how do you think these upcoming changes has to be introduced in financial sector in terms of efficiency and security absolutely absolutely so let's let's remember the fundamentals first of all so irrespective of the size of the organization irrespective of the uh, the the funding as well as the human capital that they have access to just because everyone is jumping after digital transformation or new technologies blockchain iot it doesn't mean 
everybody has to jump on the same bandwagon at the same time park and ensure that cyber security and privacy questions are not ignored for example in the case that i just gave you right now the your customer um, booking near the showroom right is the customer expecting that his bank is tapping into his facebook feed is the customer expecting to receive these sms alerts just because he's in the vicinity of a royal enfield showroom so there's a question of privacy really and this is a really large question to be honest when we are talking about the smaller segments of the banking sector privacy is not something which is readily understood even the mature parts of the market are still coming to terms with understanding privacy we have the new law which has been introduced organizations are still working towards complying with the data protection law with the privacy laws and of course gdpr so are we ready to address those privacy related questions that is the question that we need to ask so the first question is does it make business sense the second question is what are the security as well as privacy implications and are we ready to face those implications we have to see these on a case by case basis i don't think there is a one size fits all blanket approach that we can have when it comes to adopting technologies transformative or disruptive as well as cyber security and privacy related investments this is my view Uh, well praveen thank you so much for introducing us to this whole new perspective of looking into uh, you know banking sector uh, in terms of cybersecurity and privacy services but also letting us know how crucial it is to adopt as well as modify our requirements based on uh, a business model i thank you so much for bringing these beautiful insights to top shots It was a great experience speaking with you all and uh, thank you so much the questions were equally insightful for me I really do thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak on this platform thank you to the entire team at uh, Crossbow Labs Thanks Praveen